Blog Talk Radio. Hello, happy Saturday. I am your host, Tessa Rose, and welcome to A Seat at the Table with me, Tessa Rose. So tomorrow is Easter Sunday, so I decided to do this episode today where I have time and just enjoy the holiday for tomorrow. So I'm going to start off this segment talking about some self-care tips. So I wanted to ask, what did you do for yourself this past week? Did you do any self-care, taking care of your physical and or mental health? And this may involve doing things for others like volunteering, helping out a friend or stranger, or charity work. But as long as you do something for yourself once in a while, life is busy, full of schedules, juggling, work, family, relationships, etc. And there comes a time where you need to take care of your own personal care and show yourself some self-appreciation. So that's why I wanted to start off talking about some self-care tips. Um, And it doesn't have to cost any money. Relaxing, you know, spend a relaxing day at home, a nice bath or shower with a bath bomb or bubble bath if you have that, some music playing if you like that. You know, make it like a spa setting, light some candles. You can also read a a good book, your favorite book. Sometimes I play dress up in my closet or, you know, in a certain room. Treat yourself to your favorite item, favorite food, drink. And, again, it does not have to be alcohol or soda. It could be just water or a smoothie. You know, sometimes you can treat yourself to your favorite perfume or cologne. You know, try something new. You know, get a book, a puzzle, start a hobby, try a new recipe. Just spend some time to yourself sometimes. You know, pre-COVID, you could book yourself a weekend or a day to yourself or have a masseuse come to your home instead of going to the spa. Remember that episode of the Cosby Show, if you watch it, where uh, Cliff sent Claire off on a weekend up to that cabin so she can have some self-care away from the family and the children, you know, something like that just for yourself because we all need that time just for ourselves sometimes. So, you know, sometimes when I get a raise, I would treat myself. If I have a productive day, I treat myself. Or if I need a picker-upper, I treat myself. And, again, it does not have to cost any money. It could be simple as me enjoying some music, fixing my favorite beverage, and just enjoying a moment to myself. You know, some people like to take a nap. Or you can, you know, just give yourself a spa treatment at home. You know, if you have one of those foot spas or a nail spa, you know, I play around with fake nails. Although they don't last long, but I I just indulge in a moment. And I make sure I have no other chores to do that day that requires me to use my hands and leave so the nails won't be falling here, there, and everywhere. But just like the simple small things is, you know, just enough. Or sometimes I play around with my hair. I might try a new hairstyle or I practice in playing some makeup. I put on some false lashes and I try to get the perfect eyebrows. And then I do that bacon. I try that bacon my face. You know, again, just something for for myself and for me to do. And again, you know, play dress up in my clothes. And I have like a fashion bust. I had had this thing for like five years. And sometimes I put clothes on there and play play around like that scene in The Devil Wears Prada. I dress it up, put clothes on it and such things of that nature. And, you know, just something for me and what I enjoy. I have, you know, I have sons when I was, you know, I raised sons, so I don't have any daughters. So I just do some girly stuff, some, you know, at times. 
Or, you know, you can watch your favorite movie or sitcom or, you know, find a new movie, learn something new. I think a couple of weeks ago I enrolled in like a low-maintenance course on Coursera, you know, just something that, you know, that will help you, you know, boost your spirits and stuff like that. So the options are endless as long as it's something for yourself and you do something for yourself once in a while, you know, because, we, again, we have – we all have busy lives. My life is not as busy as it used to be when I was raising my family, and I'm glad for the free time that I have now. I cherish this because there was a time I didn't have much free time um, and any, you know, time to do self-care, but I still found time during those times for myself. I did go to the spa when the kids were in school. I would go out to eat at my favorite restaurant, my, you know, get my favorite dessert or drink. Or, you know, some weekends I would book a day at a bed and breakfast in my area, and I used to go on vacations, et cetera. And, you know, I'm an early person. I would get up early on the weekends. I'll go for a walk or go to the driving range at the golf course because there was a time I used to, you know, stay on a golf course in in a in the mornings uh, because I like to go to the driving range and hit some balls, you know, release some stress. And then, you know, some other tips are to even hire someone else to do the cooking and cleaning or babysitting. If you, you know, if you can, if you can afford it again, this doesn't have to be all all the time. Once in a while, you know, someone else can clean the house and, you know, you take a rest or someone else can cook. And, you know, hire someone or maybe a friend or family can help you out in that situation. But you just take a moment and let someone else take care of it. You know, just lounge around in your favorite room in the house or your, in your favorite lounge clothes. You know, if you have a fireplace, sit by the fire. If you don't, you know, a tabletop fireplace, they have them. And if you don't have that, don't worry. You can put the fireplace scene on your phone screen or on your TV from YouTube. YouTube has these screensavers. So if you type in fireplace screensaver, it comes up on YouTube, and you can transpose that right onto your TV and have the, you know, scenery of a fireplace with your, you know, or some relaxing music and stuff like that. All types of scenarios to get that to get that great moment if you don't have, like, the, the real things. So, you know, I treat myself to my favorite drinks when I'm at home. I drink everything out of a wine or champagne glass, you know, my water, my soda, my smoothie. I put it in a champagne glass. And, you know, I go to the certain restaurants that I go to, they serve drinks out of glass. You know, they put your soda in a glass and stuff like that. So when I'm home, I do sort of the same thing. And then sometimes I put on my favorite piece of jewelry or sometimes I put on all my jewelry <laughs> and I play around with different outfits. And another thing is I take a car ride to a scenic place in the area. If you like traveling, that's good, but I usually like staying in my area. And sometimes I find, like, these back roads where I live at, and I just take a ride and enjoy the scene scenery. So, you know, with self-care, of course, get your regular checkups from your health care provider. And if you see a mental health specialist, but I'm talking about self-care and treating yourself. And again, it does not have to involve money. You could take a, a walk, a nice bath or shower, your favorite food or dessert. You don't have to buy it. It could be something that you can make yourself if you like to cook or bake. Um, you know, your favorite beverage, coffee, tea, water, whatever it may be. I, my favorite water is Aquapana, and I take that sometimes. I buy the, the big bottle, and I put it in a champagne bucket with ice and drink it out of the glass. It's just the ambiance. So, you know, before I said I love champagne and chocolate, especially truffles, chocolate-covered strawberries, salted caramel, apple bites, 
or just the Dove chocolate bar. And if I don't have those things, um, a nice slice of original cheesecake will do the trick. And sometimes if I'm up to it, sometimes I bake cupcakes. And I also, I pick a day to relax, which is Sundays. And sometimes during the week I may get a day or a couple of hours just to enjoy some time to myself. And I'm an introvert, so I like my alone time. Pre-COVID, I will go to my favorite restaurant alone. I will have brunch, lunch, or dinner right by myself. I'm fine with that. And, you know, for people who, you know, see you out and you're sitting at the bar or booth alone, like, oh, she's alone. No, I am just fine. I planned it this way, and I really don't want the company because I have a host of friends and family who I could have invited, right? But there are a few times I will go out with a family or friend, but sometimes I am out by myself eating and shopping. So in a sense, company can be fun and more rewarding. I looked at, you know, all the people, you know, on Instagram or social media, and they out with their friends and on vacation. They're having a ball, and that's fun. But for me, because I'm an introvert, I find that solitude works better for me. I think better, and I enjoy the moment better. And I like to be on my own time. I tend to do things a little. And what by quick, I don't mean that it's rushed, but it's quick. So I'm like an in-and-out person. I really don't like to linger around anywhere longer than I have to. So when I go shopping, I usually know what I'm looking for. I had research, and I made sure the store has it, and I, you know, I take pictures of items, and I go in the store if I can't find it, and I show the, you know, the clerk what I'm looking for. I purchase it, and I'm out. So it's very rare situations where I linger in the store for hours and hours, unless I'm just having a really good day, and I want to hang out longer, or I'm having a really, really bad day and need some time to think and reset. And so with those characteristics that I have, I don't like to rush or impede on other people's time. So, you know, I value my time, so I make the best of it. And I don't like to waste my time. So that is another reason I tend to do most things by myself. I'm like the early person at the store when the doors first open. And gone by the time the crowd gets there, I do this with restaurants. I'm like in and out. I sit at the bar. Most of the time, I order my favorite food and drink, and I'm out. I usually tailor my day and know what time the store is open, about how long I will shop, and that should be enough time for the restaurant to be open. And I can pop in there, eat, and go on my merry way. And I also do not like to do too much traveling, especially long distances. So I try to plan my outing somewhere close by, and I'm not doing too much traveling. And, you know, I am an on-time person. You know, that saying black people are late, they say, you know, you know, black people say they're five minutes away and they haven't left the house yet. That's not me. If I say I'm five minutes away, I'm actually five minutes away. I pull up to your door, and I expect you to come out the door and do not have me waiting, which, of course, I am waiting because, you know, people are people, and, you know, they're never on time. So, you know, that's another reason I just do things myself because I'm like, they don't value my time, <laughs> and that irks me. So I don't bother asking just certain people, you know, to go places because they're never on time. And because I have an agenda and I need things to go according to how I planned it, right, crazy, control or crazy, right? <laughs> but whatever, I get things done and on time with no problems. So, like, I know my crazy, so I keep my crazy to myself. Like, some people invite you into that madness, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to invite people into what I deem may be my madness. I'll go at it alone alone. <laughs> so and taking care of yourself, you know, in your relationships also. You like do a self evaluation. Is your relationship with your partner, your spouse, your friends, your colleagues, coworkers and family members, et cetera, 
evaluate the relationships periodically and, and see if that relationship is beneficial. Just like in the evaluation at work, you get assessed on how you are doing, how to improve your productivity or performance. You know, so take these same considerations in your relationship. What is the benefits or the risk? Do you need to separate yourself from certain people or situations? That is also a part of your self-care, maintaining your physical as well as your mental health. And also, learn to say no. And you don't have to give an explanation. It's just no. I had a professor who said, you should give an explanation. You, sh- you shouldn't just say no and explain to people, no, I'm not explaining nothing. <laughs> so learn to say no. Tips from the episode I did where it said seven things successful people say no to. You know, say no to doing all the work. Say no to giving people control of your life, and you have to keep control of your time, and you can't unless you say no. You can't let people set your agenda in life. And another thing is, you don't have to share everything with people, including your family and friends, especially if the person is always negative and adding more stress to the situation. Leave, like, leave them type of people out of your business. You will find that you will have a more peaceful, calmer life if you just don't involve unnecessary people into every aspect of your life. Tell them what you want them to know and not necessarily what they need to know like they are God in your life. Take control of your life and situation, and that is like the tip I said previously to saying no. And we all know someone or people who escalate every situation, whether positive or negative, and they like to take you down like a rabbit hole of problems. And the solutions they give are really not solutions, just keep you embroiled in problems. Get rid of those people. Keep them at arm's length. Surround yourself with more positive people, people who know how to give constructive criticism and add value to your life and decisions. People who have have good listening and comprehension skills and not selective listening, and people who want you to win, and they put in the effort to help you win, not the ones who just have you chasing empty promises. So, you know, we know people, those type of people, they they live in crisis mode. There's always a crisis, you know, and very few wins in their life. And I'm more like a peaceful, calmer person. I don't operate in chaos. So I usually keep those people either they're not around me or keep them at arm's length. Like I learned to surround yourself with emotional, stable people, people who don't complicate simple things. And speaking of self-care, please take care of yourself in this pandemic. You know, last week the CDC director warns of impending doom as COVID cases rise again, despite people being vaccinated. So please be careful and mindful. As businesses open and restrictions are lifted, please still be careful and diligent. Even if you are vaccinated and you receive one dose or both doses, there is still a possibility of you contracting the virus. Um, This pandemic is not behind us completely, even with the availability of the vaccinations. It appears the virus is mutating and getting stronger. We hear reports of different strands that may be resistant to the vaccinations. And, you know, under the Biden administration, there may be people who feel that Biden can get this pandemic under control, and at least there is better leadership and guidance in the White House of some people's opinion. There's even predictions that there will be another pandemic in the future and that we have not seen the last of a pandemic like COVID and that in the near future we will experience another and maybe more. So, you know, the questions are, are we prepared? Are the experts, political and medical specialists, preparing for what is up ahead of us? And I, know, I don't know if you all got to see that CNN COVID where 
the team of doctors under the Trump administration, Dr. Bricks and um, Dr. Fauci, you know, essentially spoke their truth about the COVID situation now that the Trump administration is not, you know, in power anymore and how, you know, his administration literally like dropped the ball in response and handling the pandemic and how some people in the Trump administration, including the former president, did not think that the pandemic would spread to the United States or have a severe impact here and that the warnings from the pandemic team or doctors were not taken seriously. And there was this assumed stance that we were prepared here in the United States, where in a sense we were not. And the team of doctors state in preparation, one of the main factors is who is in charge. So, again, just stay safe out here. That is a part of your self-care out here in this pandemic. So um, last Monday, on March the 29th, Barnes & Noble hosted a virtual event with President Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, to discuss his book, A Promised Land. And, you know, that event, about 25,000 people turned in, I think I counted on YouTube. You had to register for a free ticket to the event on YouTube. The event was not live. It was pre-recorded. But it was a nice event. I have not read the book or listened to the audio version. Maybe I should add that book to my collection. I do have Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, and I have not read it yet. (laughs) So maybe I will add A Promised Land to my, you know, my little growing library book collection. So in the YouTube event, um, I like the part where um, President Barack Obama said in his political career, he made mistakes. He, He said he was still growing and that as a senator and then running for president, he made these mistakes. He stumbled his words in a sense. He was not as articulate in debates or in public speaking. And he said it's a learning process. You are grooming yourself in the position. He says it's not smooth. It appears it looks smooth, but it's not. It's a process. And that was refreshing to hear because, you know, sometimes we try to be perfect in everything when we talk, public speaking, et cetera. You know, when I talk on here, you know, sometimes I stumble and fumble my words and in my head I'm like, ugh. But, you know, I I try to keep going. So it was nice to hear him. He was us, us stuttering. I know I had a professor who would say, don't say uh and um, don't make those sounds. You know, we would have critiques of our presentation. But, um, you know, some of us try to be perfect in our careers or on our jobs, but it's a process. It's growth in the moment throughout the process. So that was nice to hear from President Barack Obama. Um, Coming from his educational background and his Ivy League background, you know, there's a sense that he is more polished polish and it all comes together. But as he stated, it's not that simple and still a growing process outside of your educational background and experiences until you get in that particular position or in that moment, it's still growth through that period. He talks about um, the process of writing his book and, you know, his draft. He likes to write at night. He describes himself as a night owl, you know, working at 10 at night until around 1 a.m. in the morning. He states he is more productive during this time. He states, Michelle, she's more of a morning person. You know, during the writing process, he says he does not listen to music while writing. He operates in silence and that he prefers to use like a legal pad to write his first draft and then he revise it before he transferred the writing onto a computer. And he says he can sometimes write to classical music. And, you know, I thought, I was like, that's similar to me because I prefer to write and, you know, write down my 
um, draft first and then type it into the computer. And But also, when I write, I and study, I can listen to music, especially trap music. It gives me some motivation. I don't know what it is, but I listen to a lot of trap music while I was in college, while I studied for tests or writing papers. It was not a distraction. You know, you hear that, I got a yacht. It's bigger than yours. <laughs> and I'm writing and imagining bigger things in life. Like, I want to be on a yacht. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm studying. I'm writing those papers. You know, I'm visioning driving on a 305 down in Miami, you know, Rick Ross, push it to the limit, and I'm pushing it to the limit because I need to do this paper because it's due tomorrow, you know, but whatever motivates you, if it's silence but or classical music or jingle bells, what have you, you know, we all have our motivators, you know, so I would listen to Rick Ross, push it to the limit, or Tony Montana, Jeezy Montana, Future Songs, Gucci Man, you know, all that trap music. It, it motivated me, helped me pass a lot of tests because <laughs> I was imagining myself with big, big bucks and suitcases full of cash, and I'm up on a yacht, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, but that Barnes & Noble event with President Barack Obama, that was a nice event. If you got to witness it, yeah, that was nice. You know, drop your thoughts in the comments. So, you know, essentially with America, is it the promised land, like your destination in life, your career success? What is the promised land or your promised land? And is it all it's cracked up to be? Is it all you dreamed of? Is the grass greener on the other side? And we all can have a seat at the table, right? You know, he and he talks about that in um, that event. He talks about, you know, we all can have a seat at the table. And, you know, my saying is if you can't beat them, join them. Or, you know, make your own table. So my book recommendation for this segment is A Promised Land by Barack Obama. So get out and buy that book. So the last episode I talked about living on Park Avenue, I had the address, I said 940 or 740, and I, it's 740 Park Avenue. There is a documentary about that on YouTube I watched, like, in the past about the building, you know. There's a PB, PBS documentary of Park Avenue, and it's also a book on the, about it by Michael Gross. Is Park Avenue the promised land, or was it the promised land? So, you know, it's on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. This address was associated with money, power, and respect. You know that song, Money, Power, Money, Power, Respect, or whatever it is. No, Kim in it. <laughs> so the title is Money, Power, and the American Dream, um, the documentary. You know, if you pass go collect $200. You know that Monopoly game with Boardwalk and Park Place, the sort of simulation of 740 Park Avenue. And then they discussed in the documentary the differences of the two Park Avenues, the wealthy side and the poor side, and what are the chances that someone from the poor side of Park Avenue ends up or can end up on the wealthy side of Park Avenue. And you can apply this to anywhere in the United States. There are two sides of neighborhoods or communities where you have a stretch of land and one side is more wealthy than the other, like night and day. Even in my area, there's a road that runs clear into the city, and one side of the road, which is the county, and then it's the city, and it's like night and day. There's clear lines of the infrastructure and the type of homes built on the county side. You know, there's not any apartment buildings or the cookie-cutter developments. It's more custom homes and open land. And then on the city side, you have the row houses and apartment buildings, sort of everything close together, and you are sort of closer to your neighbors in proximity. And then, you know, on the opposite side, there's a different type of social club and 
each part. You have the golf courses and country clubs on, you know, on the county side, and you may have social clubs of a different type in on the urban side where people gather for social interaction. So this is not just exclusive to Park Avenue, but across all addresses in the United States. And, you know, the majority of the people residing at 740. 740 Park Avenue were and are hedge fund managers, and there's only like 31 units, mostly billionaires living there. So I was all saying, I said, can we make our own prestigious address with all the top of the echelon folks, and then we can exclude those who do not, in a sense, fit like they do at 740 Park Avenue? Again, if you can't beat them, join them or make your own, create your own table, create your own 740 Park Avenue. Remember that jungle theory analogy and I did in one of the episodes where I asked, are you a lion or the lamb? It's like neither. Be the jungle. Create a space for yourself that is not dependent on anyone else's success or failure. You will survive no matter the circumstances. So maybe I can create my own version of 740 Park Avenue or maybe just maybe I'll walk up in there and take over. <laughs> Join me next week at a seat at the table at 740 Park Avenue. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. See you next week and enjoy your holiday.